pro. Lady, the problem isn't in my pants. Bexman. You're so fucking. <laughs> I guess. Uh, you know, I'm, we decided I'm, stuff, right? So <laughs> just. Starting right into the episode, then. Uh huh. You think? Oh, oh was it 16, 17 episodes? Uh, eighteen now. Yeah. At some point, we have to start getting good at this. Well, like thirty-three, maybe. Yeah. If you count the loss. That makes it worse. Yeah. <laughs> that makes it so much worse. A uh, hundred and. Probably 50-something, if you count the other one. Yeah, so anyway, welcome to this issue of Mex-Men. Yeah. Uh, I'm Tony. I'm Justin. I'm Devin. And today we're going to be going over, it's mostly the ending of Second Com- Coming and all the uh, coming. Uh, the ending of Second Coming. And everyone knows there won't be a third. A third? Coming. Yeah. Usually pretty dry after the second. Well, yeah, and you, you know you're sensitive and you don't want to. Yeah. Um, Shooting blanks at that point, just yeah. just just dry firing. Yeah. We're uh, <laughs> only the highest brow of dick yeah. jokes. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna be doing second, uh, the last uh, arc of Second Coming, and going over the side books, and then um, Age of X. Yeah, the Age of X. I keep forgetting what you. T- it's so simple. Age of X Man. You stop. keep saying Age of X, and there is Age a of, Age. Of I X. kept see- saying Age, Age of X, X, and then Man. he did it this time. Yeah. I'm just taking a shortcut. And it's, it's no good. Maybe it's because it's it's stupid. Yeah, but see, Age of X was actually cool though. So if we ever cover that in the future, it's gonna be really confusing. Yeah, because all the uh, diehard uh, listeners we have, well, Bruce will be confused. Yeah, man. Thirty nine. Yeah, you said thirty nine. Thirty over three episodes. <laughs> yeah, thirty nine plays in three episodes. That's and I've only lot. done three of them. So, come on. Yeah, you were getting pretty big. I hope our <laughs> egos don't get out of control. Yeah, I can't handle this fame. <laughs> so, um, one one surprising thing, as far as news goes, uh, New Mutants is still happening. Was it ever not happening? Uh, ass- uh, people have assumed, because they just keep pushing it back, but 2020 is supposed to happen. Yeah, oh, right after movie. Channing Tatum's still going to be Gambit. Yeah, they they're still saying Fox is still like Kitty Pride movie, you know. Why is Fox saying anything? Uh, well, they at least they were until the, they officially sold it. They're oh. not making that Kitty Pride movie. No, no, they were never were. They were never making Gambit. Didn't they, get, oh, oh, they were making Gambit. <laughs> they never, They just casted Channing Tatum. He was showing up at press conferences and shit. Yeah. But they did. Which that makes them look so dumb now. People are gonna like look back in history and be like, "Why the fuck is Channing Tatum at all these?" Think all that time he wasted. He's like going to those press conferences and didn't even make a movie. Yeah, that was, yeah, it's so many of those. Do you remember that giant photo they did? Yeah, like way back before Old Man Logan came out and shit, and they had like all the X Men stars up on the stage. Yeah, it was like 2016 when they were like yeah. Channing Tatum, definitely Gambit. Yeah. So get ready for that, and uh, the first Gambit movie is supposed to come out in 2016. Jesus, I wanted to hear that accent. <laughs> My name is Yev. <laughs> Didn't uh, Bendis pitch a Kitty script? Was that him? Yeah, he. Uh, I don't know if he pitched it, but they had him on as a writer. That would have been dope, though. Yeah. Uh, um. I don't know. It depends if he cared or not. 
I don't know how much he really cares about doing Kitty Pride. Every time you say that, I just keep thinking, like, that name, like, you know how what would be a cool name gets taken by something else first, and it, like, technically fits, but you're like, fuck. Like, I'm a big fan of, like, Avatar, the last Airbender, the cartoon, but then James Cameron came out with Avatar, and it's like, but it wasn't my Avatar, it was, like, a totally different thing that kind of sucked. You don't own Avatar. No, but what I cared about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I keep thinking, like, man, before they ever make, like, a Kitty Pride movie, they'll make a Kitty Pride documentary, and just, like, about women's rights, and what have you. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, I mean, there is that, uh... Like, the whole, like, the pussy hat march it, There, thing. I think there is that a, happened. uh... A, that happened? A punk you band called that? Kitty. It was huge. It was, like, the largest protest march in the United States ever. It wasn't that huge, I didn't hear about is it. Is it X-Men news? Then, De- then uh, Justin has never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, it's about Kitty Pride, so they bring it back to the first episode. I see. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Age of X Man. <laughs> yeah, X Man. Yeah. What so, about it? How's that? It was great. God damn it! <laughs> no, it wasn't great. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just shoot through that shit real quick. I, we kind of went over Prisoner X. You can take your time on it. We don't no. have a lot to cover today. Yeah, I would if it was good, but it wasn't. So. Prisoner X was alright, but I already kind of went over it last time about Legion and stuff. So, yeah, Le- they figure out it's Legion. They go and capture Legion. Art was horrible. Bishop's giving this speech. Oh, Bishop said this shit in there that really pissed me off. Beast was like, oh, you're right. He's like, yeah, being right is what I do. And I'm like, yeah, when you were chasing hope through the future and burning shit up, you're real right. Trying to kill a child. Yeah, you asshole. But, so Danny straps on the, like, a nullifying collar over... Uh, Legion and one of Legion's personalities is helping them out and she says like you know who's responsible for this search your feelings and Bishop just guesses you feel it to be true (laughs) yeah so he's like I know the only person who could be capable of this is Nate Gray so to be continued in the age of X Omega (laughs) that was great right oh wow yeah that's the climactic moment yeah because they realize like literally they're in prison because of uh the corruption of the man like, yeah. literally, X-Man. <laughs> the man. Yeah. There was the a, X-Man. Lorna was uh, dominating guards, though, which was pretty sweet. She's, like, floating in some in a green sphere, like a magnetic sphere, and guards are getting impaled on, on all the walls and stuff around her and getting tied to the wall. Oh, uh, how, did, how did everything end up for Nightcrawler, though? Because we all he, know how interesting that storyline was. That was total was. booty. Did he find the Munich so It was just total booty? Total booty. Because I know the first three books were about him getting booty. Yeah, do you remember when he had that girl, or that little kid who he thinks is his kid? So, he's trying to find that kid. Somehow, was Megan ever able to completely change her appearance? Like Mystique? I don't know. Isn't she like magic, or whatever? I, you mean like the concept of magic, or the person like magic? No, like isn't she like the weird, substancy thing that is magic? The You know, like the spells and what have you's. Like, no. it, does she, like, embody Polyjuice Potion or something? Polyjuice Potion. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I never read Comics Alpha Comics are Flight. so dumb. <laughs> Alpha Flight always seemed lame to me. Because they have a Sasquatch on the team. That was it. Yeah. But it's always ruined Captain Marvel for me. What, you know because, what's weird? What's that have to do with the Sasquatch? He's all right in Hulk. Sasquatch? Yeah, sa- the Sasquatch uh, is real dope in Hulk. Was she rolling with... I know she was rolling with Alpha Flight. Was that the same people? 
Puck was and Alpha Flight. Yep. No, it was Alpha Flight. Trash. I didn't read that. When Captain Marvel's with them, it's Alpha Alpha Flight. No, I know, but I mean, he, he starts Gamma Flight. Yeah, they the start Hulk. Gamma <laughs> Flight. Uh, Gamma Flight to uh, fight the Hulk. Yeah. Um, which man, Al Ewing could take something like being like, "Hey, you know how it's Alpha Flight, and they're going after Hulk. We're going to do Gamma Flight. You know, something that that's stupid." But he's such a good writer where you're like, yeah, <laughs> totally. Well, I mean, it's gamma everything, so yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Sometimes that stupid shit's funny. But anyway, Nightcrawler. Yeah. So Nightcrawler, oh yeah, so basically the reason why I was asking is because I know she makes herself look prettier in the comics, like Megan does. She's normally not that good looking. But she transformed completely into Mystique, and I didn't know she could do that. So Nightcrawler was seeing Mystique and... That's disturbing. But it was Megan. <laughs> oh yeah, because they were banging, so that is weird. Yeah, that's his mom. Yeah, so add that to the list of weird shit Nightcrawler does. Yeah. His sister and now... Uh, yeah, fucked his sister and his yeah, mom. He's going through his whole family. <laughs> so it turns out the uh, cuckoos have been wiping their minds every time. He's done this tons of times. He's been banging Megan over and over again. And they end up wiping everybody's minds so that Department X doesn't have to come do it. Oh. So they're all pissed off. Like, why would you do this? I thought we were friends. Like, yeah, we are. That's why I'm stopping them from wiping your mind. And Nightcrawler, he actually believes this world still. After hearing this stuff, he's like... I like this world. I want to be the perfect X-Man. You, you let them go and just, you wipe my mind. So he wipes his mind, and they wipe his mind, and it ends with him, you know, back on stage. He's being an actor, and he's giving some press conference saying, you know, Megan left the company. She's working with somebody else, and now we got Surge. So now Surge is the leading lady in his movies. Oh, so what you're saying is... Nightcrawler's is, is not attracted to Asians. Well, no. Because <laughs> he's not going to fuck Surge. What, what I was saying... Uh, is that, so what you're saying is the whole book doesn't matter? Yeah, completely didn't matter. Okay. Those are the type of books I don't like. Well, those were all the books. No. Yeah. I felt like the other ones were good, though. Next Gen didn't matter. It's a side book. Next Gen didn't matter. Like, side books already are usually, eh. But, like, you take an, in, like, alternate universes usually suck, too, and then when you do a side book in an alternate universe that you know is getting erased soon... Yeah. Why does any of it matter? Next Gen was just better. It's there was a... <laughs> no introspection in Nightcrawler. It was like nothing. Yeah. Nothing fucking happened in Nightcrawler. No, that's fair. It, w- it was a better book, but it's still really anticlimactic ending. Just... Oh, yeah, they all hurt because it's like, find out next time. It's like, all right, their minds get wiped, and then Glob Herman's real sad. <laughs> it <Yeah>. sounds <laughs> like uh, that little girl, though, that looks like Nightcrawler. That's her and Megan, his and Megan's kid. So, like, they've been banging so long that there's just there's this kid, and they think they just started banging? Yeah, that their minds keep getting grace. It wasn't explained, but she said, because she runs away with the kid, and she's like, you know, you're mine, or something like that. And she's like, I'm starting to think, maybe you've always been. And then it ends, so it sounds like it's her kid. And Either that, or she, she's kidnapping somebody, which also <laughs> is what that sounds like. You're mine now. <laughs> so, yeah, that was actually, a, that was a, hard to get through. That, which is why I stopped reading that book. It's, I don't blame you. I didn't buy that. I bought the rest of them, but Nightcrawler, I'm like, nope. It's like, like Marvel just has a habit of, they're like, we need 15 X-Men books going on at once. It doesn't matter if they're good, just kick them out. And then, like, well, don't yeah. condense it and be like, we have, for a couple weeks, we're doing one book. Maybe two books. And then, as soon as that's done, we're launching 10 X-Men titles. Like, you, the five books that they announced... Um, they already are saying, yeah, like a month after that, we have like six more books we're doing. Well, yeah, they uh, they know they're guaranteed sales. 
like if they just throw out enough of them that like okay well they're they're x titles so someone's gonna buy them that's what i feel like that's what they did with x-force you put the name x-force on it it's gonna sell and that book was pointless yeah well because some of them are so good though like that's part of the problem is like if they know it's so good at one point then they're like okay well we can coast for a little bit that's why i always just pay attention to who's writing them because they normally get like uh, uh nobody really knows who this writer is it doesn't matter. We'll just throw them on this book and they'll push it out. At least with these new books coming out, uh, it's Gary Duggan, who, like, he <clears throat> is very weird because he can either write something really well or it's really bad. Uh, so, But at least it has a chance of being good with him. Uh, and then Ed Brisson is a little bit of the same, but he leans more towards his are good more often. So and um, Didn't he do Scooby-Doo X-Men? I don't know. I haven't read the Scooby Doo X Men. <laughs> no, uh, you read X- a no X Men Blue. Oh, with they were all in a van, or before that it was uh, all new X Men. They were all yeah, in, yeah. X Men Blue was into X Men Blue. Uh, no, X Men Blue was, was uh, that guy who's obsessed with Magneto. Bun. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I like Bun. <laughs> hey, dude, his Magneto was fucking great. He he because he did that whole like Magneto the hunting cards? down. Uh, the guy is making the uh, the mutant growth hormone. Yeah, yeah, that was dope. We need to stop ending conversations like that. <laughs> it was good though. We should cover it sometimes. Sometime. Uh... Cover X Men Blue. No, 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 no. Uh, Magneto. The Mag- yeah, the solo Magneto was like violent as hell. Oh, so dark. He's impaling people in the streets. Went to that all black suit. Oh yeah. 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 God damn it. All right, so uh, we can get into the, uh, I could I could share uh, the Revelations stuff of please, Second Coming. It's all the side tie-in books. Please share with us, Tim. Yeah. Um, so a lot of this is taking place before and then running currently with where we are covering Second Coming. So uh, uh, Mad Science is a one-shot that covered what happened with... Uh, the X Club, because that's really their name. Um, it just sounds like they used to be a club. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like that's the problem with Marvel they, and uh, X Men. Everything they, being they, named X yeah. is just like it just sounds like they formally were a yeah. thing. Yeah, formally men. Yeah, like Excalibur. They used to be Calibers. Formally Xavier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's formally Xavier. It actually is Xavier. No X. Like, you know at some point they're like ex-friends. Ex-Xavier. And they're like, that just sounds like they don't hang out anymore. <laughs> yeah. The ex-friends. Yeah. Well, Ex-buddies. At, at this point, though, they really are the ex-club. Well, like, ex-ex-club. Because they're they're not together anymore. Yeah. They don't they, care about each other. Too bad. Yeah. Like, fuck those guys. They're my, not my colleagues anymore. But, uh, anyway, they go to the, the tower uh, that Doug was like, hey, we should blow these up because Bastion wants them, and anything he wants, we should just, like, not let them have, right? And Scott was like, yeah, that's a good point. But we should probably know what they are first, too. So he sends the science guys out to go figure it out. And in the I book, picture a giant bo- uh, group of Bill Nyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like uh, Madrox, the multiple man. It's all white coats. They're all dying. Yeah. Why did you say that? Like Stanley in the seventies. Because <laughs> like I you're... hate it actually. Because <laughs> Madrox, the multiple man, whose power is to yeah. re- re- reproduce because, itself. Because 
Because uh, when we were covering Grant Morrison's run on it, that's how he kept talking of him. Anytime Mad Rock's name came up, he then followed it with the multiple men. Yeah. Even if it was conversationally. Like if someone's calling his name, Mad Rock's the multiple men. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Look, anyway. He's like, I get it. There's a lot of me, guys. <laughs> you don't have to yeah, always. But no, no. He was introducing himself that way, too. So, you know, he perpetuates it. <laughs> so it's his fault. Though. Yeah, he wanted it. Yeah. Why'd you don't look at me with uh, that way when you say that he wanted it? It's, it was. I know you you guys can't see Devin at home, but he gave me a very threatening look when he said he wanted it. I don't know. You guys have some weird tension going on. <laughs> no, I just knew it would trigger him. <laughs> it's <just> tri- <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> um, so in in the second coming books, it just shows like a timer going off, and they're all like, "Oh shit, we got to get out of here!" And then they like jump into uh, jump into the ocean, and then, you know the sphere encloses Utopia. But in Mad Science, it explains that what it actually is. Um, it, it at first it looks like it's this portal that shoots. Uh, well, not quite part like transporter that shoots yeah. the uh, the three of them into the future. I'm where it shoots the three of them into the future, and uh, they're greeted by a future version of Hank McCoy, who's depowered and looks like old sad John Lennon, kinda. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, and he <laughs> at first you don't know his beast, and then it gets real obvious because he's like, "Oh my stars and garters and all this shit." Uh, and they're trying to figure out something, and it, it turns out to all be a ruse that Bastion is trying to get more intel on what, you know, what do the X-Men know. I thought he wanted the serum. Uh, yeah, yeah, he wanted her to, uh, Dr. Rao, to recreate the cure. Or Rao. Rao. Did we ever come to a consensus on that? No, I don't know. Aruro? Aruro. <laughs> no, not Storm. Banana. But anyway, they they realize it's it's all a setup, and they get out of that jam, and then that's how they end up <laughs> in, in the ocean. <laughs> you 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 sound like a forty seven year old who's trying to hang out with teenagers. <laughs> hey, I I know what's hip. <laughs> Hello, it's me, a fellow kid. <laughs> Can you tell me about backwards hat? <laughs> yeah. And my hip lingo. And my cool sunglasses. I ain't on no drive. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay, so and then they did the stuff, right? Yeah. So that's that's when like Fantastic Four and everyone shows up and they're like, "What's this big red ball doing here?" It's like, "Well, killing our guide. So help us open it." <laughs> um, they're just all relaxing. Yeah. So it's murdering every single one of us. You yeah. Know? Big pain in the ass. Like, they got better things to do. Yeah. And, I mean, the book's cool. Like, it's full of zingers of, like, nemesis making fun of other people. So that's cool. Like, you just being a dick. All day. Yeah. Um, what are one of those zingers examples? Uh, Justin knows. He was, talking, <laughs> he was just talking about him, actually. I don't yeah. remember off the top of my head. He was making fun of He kept calling Dr. Rao uh, no powers girl. Yeah. Yeah. She is kind of like a groupie of the bunch. Zing. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Scorched her stupid ass. Yeah, roasted. Uh. <laughs> it's like it's like every time Andy Samberg, Samberg does a roast. Yeah, 
She does save the day, though. She didn't make the cure. She made some firebomb or some shit. Yep. Was it just like a Molotov? Yeah. They, I don't know. They tried to use it, and it just blew up. Yeah. They got hip to the drive. They were like, we know it's a simulation. Stop it. <laughs> and they weren't getting out of that jam, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, it was a pickle, but they, they opened that jam. Welcome to the modern <laughs> X-Men podcast. <laughs> the 1940s are weird. How do the X-Men affect they them today? They themselves in quite a quagmire. <laughs> Coming up on next on Next Men, should women be allowed to vote? <laughs> the answer may surprise you. Yeah. No, <laughs> we're not BuzzFeed. <laughs> Speaking of quagmires, um, so early on, uh, also Ilyana got hit with a "fuck you, go to hell" bomb or whatever. Is that what that it's called? Weird In spell, like bullet thing. It, it was like a weird, like it was like science and magic that. When it hit her, it sent her to hell. It would really what it looked like was a bunch of tentacles was coming up to grab it to bring her into a Japanese porn. Uh, <laughs> I, I like that in in your analogy, Japanese porn isn't like something being filmed somewhere else. It's like where Looney Tunes land is in Space Jam. Yeah, but it's got to be some sort of hell verse, is what I imagine it all takes place in, because it's horrifying. It's just, <laughs> um, they have to play him in a basketball game to see if they have their freedom. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> uh, Scott uh, has Cannonball form a team because he's like, all right, they're taking out our teleporters. We really need her um, for strategic advantages. We need you to get magic back as soon as possible. Um, and then Colossus is suddenly like, fuck you, Scott. We need to go get my sister back. And he, like, almost kills them. And he's like, yeah, I, I know you didn't let me tell you. I got a team doing it, man chill maybe don't kill me um so cannonball goes around uh collects his team he gets like trance for some reason is the girl who like can astrally project that's her whole power is that she just disembodies her spirit from her body but can still like talk to people and stuff um so her spirit goes with them to limbo he gets uh dazzler he gets uh gambit north star um, a null for some reason. I can't figure out why, really. Oh, because that's the only. I think that's the only way uh, Pixie would have gone. Because he gets Pixie. Because Pixie like shares like a power set with magic, and like at this time Pixie's beefing with magic because she stole a piece of her soul to make her soul sword stronger or better or something. I don't know. It was really weird. So magic something. stole a piece of Pixie's, Pixie's soul? soul. Yeah. So they're not cool. Uh-huh. So what you're saying is. <laughs> Essentially, she made a pixie stick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, her sword, her sword's a pixie stick. Yeah. I never even thought of that. <laughs> That's because it's really dumb. <laughs> That's why I should have thought of it, to be honest. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> um, so, as soon as they get into Limbo, everything <laughs> it's, it's the eyes. I picture, like... It, all of them playing Limbo? Yeah, it, yeah, that's how it all starts. Is like, all right, as soon as we get in limbo position, like mariachi is, music starts playing. <laughs> I don't. Those are two separate. Limbo is like more Jamaican. Yeah. I don't know why. That's like reggae just, music started playing. It just popped up. It's, it's <laughs> just, always mariachi music. Anything. That's, what? I think that's because you're Mexican. Could be. <laughs> uh, my family's all like my white side of my family. It's you gotta nail the limbo so it's island music is that what gets you because that's wait 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 wait. that's what you associate with islands is white people no 
Is you're just like white people. No, no, no. You're misunderstanding islands, it. Man. White people are very adherent to trying to be other cultures. Yeah. So if they're gonna limbo, they're getting island music. All right, I see. Yeah. You guys wear hula skirts when you fly do it, or no? Because they're they're still white. <laughs> <laughs> they just. They're not that adherent. Yeah. You know, he's got an uncle just who puts on like a coconut bra because he's you know zany. The but they had. <laughs> well, it's weird. Nobody even told him about the limbo. He just shows up like that. Uh, anyway, they get to uh, to limbo, and apparently Gambit is like death. 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 Sound. Death. Douche with a sh sound. Douche. <laughs> yeah, like like that emphasis there. I got it. <laughs> Death. <laughs> As you were saying. Anyway. What? He's, he's, fuck you, man. Uh, he uh, he's he's one of the horsemen somehow. I guess this is, this is some shit that happened in the X Men Legacy books, um, and it gets awakened in him, like like in like death manifests and takes over his body, and then starts to fuck up all the demons in Limbo and starts turning them to his side. And then he starts fighting the X-Men because they get split up and time in Limbo is all fucked up. So some of them think they've been wandering for hours or days. Meanwhile, like, Cannonball's like, we've been here like 10 minutes, man. Fucking pull your shit together. Just like in Age of X-Men. Um, I guess. Well, that happens in X Age of X-Men? Not... Where there's a time... Not specifically in Age of X-Men, but it happens in the X-Men books about the area for Age of X-Men. So like, oh, we've been here for fucking ever. Okay. And then turns out they were there for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, anyway, it turns into this like survival of like Cannonball trying to save Anul from the horde of demons and the X-Men that uh, Gambit has turned. Aside from Pixie, Pixie doesn't get turned. Uh, instead, her and Trance get attacked by other demons in Limbo, and one of them turns out to be uh, I can't pronounce his name really, like N Arth or some shit. Like Nastier. And Nastier. Kevin. Yeah, Nastier. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, Kevin. <laughs> you know that that one demon who would be the top demon, Kevin. Uh, Which is word for Ilyana. That's actually the plot of the Good Place. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin from Brooklyn Nine-Nine is the top demon in Good Place. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, he's like, hey, I can't get to magic because she's covered in, like, science shit, too. But you're from the top world and this world, it's and you so have reason to want to kill her. So, Pixie, you kill her, and you can get your soul back that she had taken. And so she's like, all right, yeah, fuck Ileana. But not really, because, you know, X-Men. And they get to her, but as they got to her, so does Gambit, because he's like, I'm going to rule Limbo, plus I'm going to rule the rest of the, the actual worlds. as soon as I get out of here. She's the only way to get out of here. So then it turns into this, like, three-way fight of Gambit and his dark X-Men and his demons that he's turned, and the guy, fucking nice, Kevin... His friends call him Kevin. <laughs> him and his demons who want to reclaim Limbo, and then Pixie like attacks him and uh, cuts Ilyana free as Cannonball like 
smashes down uh, and then starts fighting Gambit and that team. And at one point, uh, Dazzler is about to kill Pixie, but then Anol shows up and punches her, and that's like the one time he matters. Are there stairs here? Wait. Yeah, there's stairs. Okay. <laughs> okay. Why is Dazzler killing Pixie? How did this happen? Because she was turned. Oh, okay. Yeah. She was turned by Gambit. Gambit turns all the rest of the X-Men outside of Cannonball and Anol and Pixie. And then Trance, like, for some reason, fades away. And the, 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 at the end of it, they're just like, well, we hope she went back to her body. Trans? Trans. Yeah, the dude from uh, New Mutants? No. No, it's a girl. So maybe they're two characters with the same name? Well, Trans is in... His, his mind is inside of his sister, Shan. Nope. That's Tran. As in A-Tran, but not... A-Tran? No, A-Tran. A-tra- A-tra- As in, he's one of he's only uh, one person. Singular train. <laughs> he's not multiple. As he's a guy inside of a woman's body who's trying to make it a man. <laughs> I just noticed how weird that name is for. How yeah. appropriate it is. <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> he's in his sister's body, <laughs> but he's a man. Oh Jesus! He's yep. literally in the wrong body. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Anyway, as you were, so they free Ilyana, and then she's like, "I'm the ruler of this bitch," and then sets everyone straight. Uh, and then they're like, "All right, we're gonna go back. Hopefully, everything's fine." But that ends at the end of Second Coming, so really, they're late for they're they're late for everything. Um, meanwhile, X Factor. <laughs> the pause after meanwhile was like, "Yeah, the Legion of <laughs> X Factor is the only group of mutants not on Utopia." that Bastion still has to account for. So he has a separate group um, working to eradicate them, uh, and then that just, it doesn't work. Because X-Factor shit, I don't know, I didn't like it. (laughs) So, (laughs) it was stupid. I think they just, like, remembered, oh yeah, X-Factor's a thing. Uh, We have to address that if Bastion's trying to kill all the mutants. So they had to realize that X-Factor was a X-Factor. Yeah. Exactly, they were they, they were the X Factor, and they needed to account for them. So did they like outsmart Bastion, or did Bastion fuck up? Yeah, no, they out both. It was ba- the people Bastion sent fucked up, because, but you know because X Factor was able to outsmart them. Oh, yeah. that's X Factor with Madrox and Siren and stuff. Yeah, although Siren was going by Banshee at that time. Weird. Yeah, uh, there's there's even a line where they're like they're running a simulation of how they would do it. And they bring up Siren, and then one guy is like correcting, like the general guy, like, "Well, I think she's going by Banshee now." He's like, well, "Why would I give a fuck? <laughs> she's gonna be dead, is what she's gonna be." But then also not because they don't succeed. Um, I don't know. They, they just had to account for them because of the event, but then not really tie it in because most of the, like, all the Bastion stuff was more of a B plot that was happening in their book because they were just kept running with what their main story was you know it was like strong guy was on some uh in, in some place with fucking black tom cassidy for some reason and they were just you know it was like whatever their book was about it was still about that and then oh yeah by the way here's like bastion being a dick yeah i think that book was pretty self-contained that was all peter david right uh i don't know i guess that was a yeah it was pretty self-contained long run yeah it, it didn't really tie in all that much I, uh, Shadowstar looked dope, though. Improbable, but dope. Like, cause he had those two long-ass katana blades that were coming out of his sleeves. Oh, nice. But it was like, <laughs> how? <laughs> it was like, how is that fitting up there? I'm, I'm 
having a hard time imagining that actually being cool. Dude, I'll show you the fucking cover. No, don't worry about it. We're doing a podcast right now. Did he have a mullet? That's the real question. Does he? He should always have Everybody, no, that'd be weird. One whole comic. Everybody should have a mullet. No, he didn't have a mullet. Everybody just a mullet. He cut his hair, but that looks dope. Oh, yeah. Yeah, And and he's just like slicing people up and stabbing them. Sword hands. He looks like he's skiing. He does. He just hit the the slopes. He looks like he enjoys the crisp taste of Mountain Dew. (laughs) Yeah, because he's rad, bro. He would more so if he had the mullet. Rad, bro. Copyright Matt. uh, Mad bro. Rad bro. That's a as a character name. (laughs) That's Adam Extreme. (laughs) Adam Extreme. That is Adam Extreme. Yeah. (laughs) All right. uh, Or Adam X. So I guess uh, we want to follow that into the main story of Second Coming. Holy shit! I wrote. Uh, an aster right there. Like, I just read it. I forgot I wrote it. I'm just gonna keep calling him Kevin. Yeah. No, that's better. <laughs> Kevin. It's easy to remember. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, uh, leads us into issues, uh, 11 through 14 of Second Coming. Yeah. Alright, good to know. <laughs> yeah, alright, so issue 11. Um, where 10 ends, like, Scott's tells Rogue to take Hope uh, somewhere safe because they're preparing for all these Nimrods to come out. And then 11 is... I know, it sounds so stupid. They couldn't have named them anything. I know, it is a really dumb name. I hate the name. Wait for all these fucking Nimrods to come out. (laughs) I was thinking of like Chris Farley saying it too. (laughs) Anyway, so 11 uh, is, is the reality of what it looked like. Once they did that, because I think at the end of 10, Klaus is like, we need to be anywhere but here, right? Yeah. Just just to go back a tiny bit, it, it's so, I know it was supposed to be a big reveal, but it's so dumb when they're like, it's not a dome, it's a sphere. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, but that is immensely more fucked up. Like, they are so much more fucked because it's a sphere. Yeah. Like, because if you think a dome is bad... It's like two. It's two domes. <laughs> Connected. It's doubled. The, it's doubled the dome. Yeah, Dimsdale double dome. <laughs> yeah, Dimsdale Dimma dome. <laughs> Little known fact about the Dimma dome: that too is also a sphere. <laughs> that ends up being the big, tw- uh, like a second twist in the book. It's like, it's not a sphere. It's two domes. <laughs> It just, like, unscrews and just... just (laughs) It's like your Pokeball. All right. Anyway. So, it starts with Hope being like, fuck this, I'm not gonna hide and let other people die for me. I'm gonna go fight. And then you don't see her the rest of the book. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, fuck this. I'm gonna go fuck them up. (laughs) Later. But, uh, Xavier does go into Legion's mind... And is talking to him because Nemesis had figured out a way to um, house and compartmentalize all of Legion's uh, personalities, so all his power sets, and allowed Legion to choose which one was being unleashed so that he gained that power for a period of time. It was cool, but also at the same time... um Oh, fuck, I can't remember the name of the show. No, no, it becomes Ben 10. Yeah. No, it it really does (laughs) become Ben Ben 10 10 because later... It, they turn it into a watch. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a helmet, like the, the prototype's a helmet, and then later in X-Men Legacy, it's a it's a watch. <laughs> he just straight up becomes Ben, ben 10. 10. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Legion gets that, and he just starts fucking up Nimrods, because like one of the most 
you know, beneficial parts of a Nimrod is that <laughs> I know. You know what the best part of these fucking idiots is? <laughs> that they can calculate and produce countermeasures for each individual mutant. Yeah, because at one now. point, at one point, like three of them grab Colossus, and one of them's calculating, like, okay. His his body is resistant to like this much pressure. A tensile strength one point three seven five thousand pounds. And he's just like, uh, we're gonna go a bit more than that and break, and then they break Colossus' arm. It's pretty fucked up. Uh, Which is where you need to do that. Just like just go all out, fucking just rip his arm off. You'd think, but I mean, they don't want him to lose his arm. Uh, ironically, because if he does have the <laughs> yeah. arm gone in X Men for some reason, well, you know, and Age of X-Men, right? he wouldn't be the first character who got disarmed in that book. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, Hellion lost too. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, but Legion's a perfect counter to that ability that the Nimrods have because he can constantly switch. Yeah, he, unpredictable. <laughs> yeah, un- <laughs> we can't do it. I know. <laughs> we can't. Do it. We can't call. <laughs> we can't reference another time. <laughs> Fuck him. I know we both wanted to so bad though. Uh, um. Anyway, X Force. Uh, finds where the, like the the Sentinel factory where the Nimrods are all being produced, and uh, like they notice that there's two giant Sentinels. One seems to be in production making the Nimrods, and the other one seems to be offline. But as they approach it, it gets up to defend the factory, and they're all like, "Ah, fuck! We should have brought bi- a bigger claw or something." You know, should've, I should have had bigger claws, bub. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't. I don't know why that's every character in the book right now. <laughs> Basically, they're all from Hoboken, New Jersey. Uh, and then at the end of uh, eleven, Magneto's in the sick bay because, well, just before Second Coming happened, um, we would go all the way back to Joss Whedon, uh, his run. Remember the giant bullet that was gonna. It's like yeah, shoot, you're never gonna shoot through the, the head of the planet Earth. This is right through the head. <laughs> yeah, if planet Earth was a head, it's a dome shot right there. <laughs> exactly, well, sphere shot. <laughs> and uh, Kitty, uh, she phased the entire thing to go through the planet, and then for years since then, she has just been inside of the bullet, keeping it phased as it's been going through everything. And Magneto, to prove his sincerity and worth to the X Men. And the rest of mutant kind, uh, he like reaches through the cosmos with his power to find like an intangible metal thing and drag it back to Earth so that they could save Shadowcat, and uh, that really fucks him up. Like the strain of having done that. So he, ever since then, he's been in the med bay at Utopia. So at yeah. this moment, he's like. All right, did, I'm gonna have to fuck some shit up. Did Hickman re- retcon him to be Omega level? Because they've never really had him as Omega level, and if anything is, he should be oh, Omega level. Is, that yeah, because I feel like Hickman did, but I don't remember his whole list off the top of my head. Yeah, he should be. Good, like especially if Storm is. She is. She can't make yeah. it rain inside the dome. That's yeah. not Omega. Yeah, not well, Omega. no, because uh, it's rain's physical. <laughs> excuses no no they explain it right because it bugged me too at first like well how come she can get lightning through but she can't get the thing in but uh at one point reed and nemesis and uh tony they're trying to figure out the sphere and they remark on how it's a perfect like because they say it you know it, it it's a barricade that knows how to dodge 
because if you try to blast it open with energy, it becomes uh, translucent and it lets the energy through. But if you try to go send matter through, it becomes hard, so matter can't get through. It's so hard. So, I mean, I think water's matter, so it can't get through. Meanwhile, uh, lightning is energy, so the lightning, she can call the lightning through the sphere. What's going right through her hands? She's a conduit. We, we went over this. I mean, she shoots some rain droplets out of her fingers. <laughs> she, well, no, she can't do that. The lightning comes down through her and she directs it. Or she just sends it. Yeah, I mean, but if she is Omega level, she should be able to form a cloud inside the fucking dome. No, that's yeah. true, too. Yeah, she should be able to create, like, a cumulonimbus. Cucumber. A cucumber crimbus. She should be able to make a fucking cloud. But, but also, why would she need a terrain? I'm pretty sure the Nimrods are waterproof. Because everything's, like, kind of on fire in there. That's true. Yeah, there's also like an there's a reason right she there. brought up the rain. <laughs> yeah, she's probably just hot. <laughs> she's like, oh, she is she's... pretty hot. All right, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Issue twelve. <laughs> that opens with uh, Magneto kicking some ass, and uh, well, unfortunately, Greg Landrew this one. So, oh um, you have X Force. They're they're fighting that giant Sentinel. And then for some reason, uh, he drew a picture of Domino just kind of having an orgasm there. She was, uh, yeah. Standing next to, to to Wolverine for some reason. Well, all, I always forget, he's the porn guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, like all the women are drawn like. Maybe he ran out of style. non-orgasm faces. And like she do. looks like, he looks like he traced a picture of like a woman like holding on to a pole who is getting fucked or something. Like, like, no, like a stripper pole or something. But then, like, swapped out the pole for a gun. <laughs> and, like, that's what Domino looks like. I don't know why. She's, like, yelling something, but the way her face looks, it's like she's yelling that at the top of her lungs. She just blew out Wolverine's eardrum. Just like, Jesus! But, like, but it's liking it, too. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> it's a creepy drawing, man. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, Domino's having an orgasm for some reason. Uh, and then Hope uh, saves Storm. On the bridge, uh, and then Cyclops is like, "Who the fuck do we got over there?" Because I don't know why he'd notice one random blast. Maybe it's geometry powers. Like he saw just like an angle of the thing, and then like it caught his attention. Yeah. Um. Uh, and Emma's like, "Oh, it's Hope," and then he's like, kind of pissed off that Hope's up there. Well, one thing that uh, we should probably go back and mention uh, is that Cyclops assigned Rogue to watch Hope. Yeah. Keep her. And, safe. Yeah. Keep her safe. Well, I said that at eleven. Like Rogue and Rogue takes. To be safe, and then uh, yeah, Hope's and like, fuck that, I want to fight. Yeah. yeah, Hope was like, if you want to keep me safe, then come with me. Yeah, and, and then she and Rogue, smiles. Rogue, though, instantly, yeah, she's like, yeah, let's go fight things. Yeah. Rogue just didn't want to chill. She wanted to fight. That's fair, though. I mean, it's for your survival. If, if yeah, any she's time supposed she to keep redheaded you know. Jesus alive. She's like, no, nah, I'd rather just punch people. Probably easier, guess. Yeah. Cyclops was being a pansy. How is he being a... You're just being a douche. He's being overprotective. Oh, you're gonna get a demerit, rogue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're talking. You're, you're jumping forward, but okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, Doug is able to shut off the uh, the whole Sentinel Nimrod producing system because of Matrix powers. Like he is Neo. He is the one. Like that whole third act of the third movie happens in like a few pages. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, except it wasn't as bad as it was in the Matrix. When you think about it, it is still pretty dumb, right? Because he just learns its language, and then it asks. He asks, like, okay, can you shut off, please? And then it's like, That's all right. No, no, um, they were, because uh, they, they were rewriting him to assimilate him. Yeah. And he learned. Uh, to rewrite himself. Yeah, he was rewriting himself as they were trying to delete him. I thought that was cool. Yeah, no, that's cool. But all that so that he can learn their language. Because, like, he's learning the language that they speak and how they act through that language. And that's how he's, like, saving himself. But ultimately, to shut it off, he just asks it to shut off. Like, Yeah, his powers to talk to machines. What else do you want him to do? <laughs> I know, but that's what I'm saying. Is like it, It's still a little anticlimactic. That, like, he wins by asking it to stop. Do they have him in the Jesus pose? I don't remember. No. Hope has a pretty Jesus-y pose, though. Um, anyway. So that happens. Uh, they realize <clears throat> the portal's starting to close that the Nimrods were going through. And Laura yeah. tries to go through, and she gets, like, melted did, pretty bad. Did we mention the guy who tried to stop Cypher um, in the giant machine? And he was like, yeah, you don't have to do this. And the guy was like, fuck oh, you. Yeah, no, <laughs> the guy's like, fuck you, I want to do this. He's like, I want to talk to you. And the machine just ejects the guy. Yeah, yeah, that happens early on. That was pretty funny. Um, anyway, so they realize that the portal's closing, that they're all going to be stuck there. So they're like, all right, well, we got to, like, find shelter. And we got to, like, think about, you know, these guys are still out there roaming. We shut down this. Because they're, they're thinking right, the rest of their lives is now in this dystopian future. And then... Uh, cut back to the present day and they're all looking at the sphere because all the sentinels are crashing around them and they're like oh shit did like Magneto kill all these and they're like no they're just falling out of the sky um, and they look over and Cable just starts bursting through the portal which is pretty badass and it gets real badass because it goes over into uh, was it the X-Force book? Yeah. Or the New Mutants book? Whatever one, one of those. that Mike Choi's drawing. Fuck it looks dope. Not X-Force. And he he looks straight up like a uh, uh, like Colossus, like yeah. yeah, but with like um, like an electronic Colossus. Yeah, well, because so it picks up um, in issue thirteen. Uh, so Cable's there and he's letting X Force through the portal, and Emma reads his mind and learns that he is using all of his telekinetic ability. Because he is basically an Omega-level mutant also, but he has to use most of his power to hold that techno-organic virus back. Yeah, it's implied that he, if he doesn't have the techno-organic virus, he has the powers of Nate Gray. Yeah, and so he lets that go, so the virus immediately starts taking over his body. And it looks pretty dope, though, because yeah. he looks like Colossus, but cooler. Yeah, well, because Cable's cooler than Colossus. You know what? He actually does kind of look like Cooler. Cooler, like, like the like the the metal cooler from Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. I I disagree. It does kind of look like, cooler. like the, <laughs> just the the metalness, the robotic. So he looks metal. Kind of like Colossus, yeah, you'd say. Yeah, kind of like Colossus. Fucking word associations, man. What word associations? <laughs> I thought you said weird associations. <laughs> weird associations? No, no. I was. I, I, I took like a like a half drink. Or like I took a drink of my coffee, but then it was like still in my mouth, and I was swallowing it as I was saying the word. Uh, um, I'm not saying I was right. It's so just what happened? I I don't remember if it was uh because I, obviously for um s- several issues I uh I didn't read the reading we did for last episode. I did uh 
everything uh, from the last series and this series within this week. Uh-huh. So I don't remember if uh, – hope her eyes start shining red. She, they did uh, start shining red earlier on. Yeah. There were, like, tells that – because Scott was like, did you see her eyes? They look like mine. Yeah. And it was, like, foreshadowing. Wink, except yep. he's got the visor, so the whole thing just closes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and that's, that's the first time you see her powers, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I believe so. Because they go back and... I think, because it's kind of implied that she doesn't really think she has powers. Yeah, she doesn't know what it is. But to be fair, like, she's never really been around mutants. She's only been around Cable. And Cable's powers have, are super limited anyway. She would have still manifested him. He's got limited, he's got the force, essentially. He can levitate objects towards him. You think she would have got it earlier? Because I was going to say the stress, because mutants normally get it during stress, but she lived pretty stressful. Yeah. Yeah, her whole life is stress. This was anger, really. Like, anger really let it manifest, because she was... She essentially went Super Saiyan. Yeah. Uh, Because she was (laughs) fucking pissed at Scott, and uh, at the end of issue 12, she's, like, yelling at him, like, you fucking killed Cable, you piece of shit. Yeah, because he sends him over there. And then um, Cable starts bursting through the portal. He sends them over there with essentially not really telling anybody and... Well, no, they uh, uh, No, they, not telling are. anybody that they're not coming back. Well, yeah. Um, fair, they all like know. a lot of time. Yeah, they, uh, like, everybody in X-Force knows that they're not coming back. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Hope hears him saying that and is all, You bastard, I kill you. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so... Uh, best... <laughs> Bastion destroys the bridge, and so, like, half the Golden Gate Bridge falls into the ocean. Uh, and it's just some dope art of, like, yeah. seeing mutants, like, fall into the water and other ones, like, saving them and stuff. And uh, Hope, like, Bastion comes to attack Hope, and Scott comes out of the water, and he shoots Bastion, and he tells her to run. And instead of running, um, she, she ends up taking Scott's powers and armors nearby, so she takes armor's powers and is able to block Bastion's attack, and then just starts fucking him up. And now she's, like, using everyone's powers, like, sort of like the Avatar in Avatar, Last Airbender, not the James Cameron shit, uh, and fucking Bastion up, and then they see, like, the Phoenix flare up, and Scott's, like, Wolverine, fucking, we gotta go, and then Emma's, like, holy shit, and... Scott's like, I know there's nothing you could do right now. And they go, uh, and then somehow, so Scott shoots Bastion, and then somehow Wolverine ends up on his back. But like, he's way up in the air, so I don't even know how Wolverine, he must have like jumped off or something. He's always like climbing with like, his claws very slowly. Yeah, but like, you don't see it happen, he's just up there. Or he's getting thrown, but at least that, that makes sense of the propulsion. Wolverine is basically like if... Uh, a short version of Kratos was thrown into the Marvel Universe. Yeah. He's always just got to stab claw his way up to the giant machines and try to, like, climb inside them and tear them apart. Yeah, and then all the effort it takes to, like, get down one. Like, most all the other mutants have taken out, like, two or three. Yeah, like in Morrison's run where Cyclops just fucking is destroying Sentinels. Oh, and he's just, like, stabbing just one? Stabbing one. He's like, you you can stop now, dude. Yeah. Like, I took care of everything. Dude, the first episode of the uh, the animated series that Claremont wrote in the 90s, yeah, Scott takes out, like, 12, and Wolverine's just stabbing one. 
the whole time. Yeah, it turns out it's taking um, so long to turns out knife hands isn't good for giant <laughs> robots. Nope. <laughs> um, yeah, so it the three of them end up being able to kill Bastion because uh, Hope's just like you know what, fuck this, and then just sort of explodes and disintegrates him as Wolverine's like on his back and stuff. Uh, that ends. Issue 13. I like how you brought up Wolverine being on his back, even though it was so unimportant. <laughs> Not, you were just like, hey, Wolverine's on his back. Well, because she, oh, it's pretty savage, because she blows him up with Wolverine there. Oh, so Wolverine's on Bastion's back? Yeah. I thought you were saying Wolverine's on his own back. Why like would Wolverine on be on his, his back? back? No. No, Wolverine, <laughs> like Bastion's in the air. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's just like a turtle, like, take it up. Help me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, now it makes more sense. I'm like, okay, Wolverine's on his back, man. Yeah, no, uh, the way it works out is, like, uh, Scott, like, blows up Bastion's whole, like, right shoulder and everything, and Wolverine just sort of jumps on Bastion's back and starts stabbing him in the back and hey. while he's, like, flying there, and uh, Hope's just like, fuck all this, and completely tears him apart and, oh. like, blows him up, and Wolverine's, like, right there and gets blown away. I So I have a, a quick... Uh, rhetorical question uh, a bit off topic okay. but I keep on seeing there's a continuous thing with Wolverine where he's always put in a situation where he like mercy kills somebody or somebody's close to he's gotta he's gotta kill them does obviously he probably he does a lot not he what I was gonna ask that. not important okay. uh, whether or not he's hard is none of my business oh uh, but um, what I'm questioning is He's always put in a situation where he's got to kill a loved one. And you think you would do that, like, really, uh, like, in a way that they would feel the least amount of pain and try to get it over with fast, right? Uh Like, you maybe stab him in the head, like, go for the brain. Maybe the heart, that's a little slower. But why does he always fucking stab him in the stomach? Uh, Because that seems like that would take a very long time to bleed out. Uh, Like, that is a bad place to stab somebody you care about. You're trying open to make cas- it fast and painless. Open caskets. I they have a good viewing. I don't think so because most of the time it's in a situation where like the person's body disintegrates after, or like in the case of uh, House of X stuff where like the timeline resets. Yeah, well, it's no. a, it's a, just a weird. I'm I'm not saying it means anything. He's a dick. I don't have a point to prove with it. I'm just saying it's hey man, weird. He's the best at what he does, and when he does, it's apparently not, nice. not because you think he would go for the fast nah, easy kill. No, 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 because what he does isn't nice. Fast and easy. That's nice. It stabs him in the stomach and looks yep. <laughs> like he's like, I wish I could do it any other way. But like, I can't. There's because a, what I do isn't nice. I'm just saying, there's an alternate so. uni- uh, alternate universe version of like the Dark Phoenix movie or something like that, that's where good. he stabs. Uh, no, that that's impossible. But where <laughs> he stabs Jean in the stomach and uh, she doesn't die. She just shits in a bag from now on. <laughs> Just, just an observation. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's like a spine thing. He's severing their spine and he's. But his, he always is like, all right, straight through, and like, the way his claws are, like he's not like slashing from side to side. Also, cutting the spine, not like a great, like it just one claw through the brain. I. I think that's harder to do. I. It's not harder to do. Emotionally, it's harder to do. To stab somebody you love in the head as opposed to the stomach? You'd think so, but I think it's much more difficult to, to watch them bleed out for 20 minutes after you stab them in the stomach. Yeah, but he just leaves. To, like, look in their eyes as <laughs> you're doing it, and, you know. Yeah. And also, he's a bit of a sociopath, so just fucking stab him in the brain. Dude. 
it. That's part of it. Like I said, he probably like kind of gets off he on it. He enjoys it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like he's, he's right kind in of between the way. panels. There's like he's stabbing somebody to death and he's just jizzing. No. Like, <laughs> the best I is at what I do. <laughs> anyway, on topic. Oh, gross. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the, uh, we went over the uh, <laughs> so, cable has a techno canic virus. Issue, issue fourteen. Oh, yeah. oh well, at the end there. Oh, yeah. I did, we didn't mention. I think right? we said too, cable dies. Cable, yeah, cable dies. He lets X Force through, and then the the portal collapses and smashes him yeah. to pieces, and it's like his arm is like the only thing left. Yeah, and then uh, Hope destroys the dome, and then kind of just cuddles up next to his arm. Yeah, yeah, uh, but but after he dies, that's when she fucks up Bastion. So we did kind of just sort of skip that. Yeah, like that happens right before. That's why she gets so angry. Um, anyway, uh, issue fourteen, a lot of stuff ends up happening in this because it's like four <laughs> different chapters written by four different people. And I mean, there's like four or five different artists. A lot of stuff technically happens, but only I took two notes. <laughs> oh, I got so many, man. <laughs> like, it just seemed like unimportant stuff. Well, there was some, like, kind of cool stuff, right? There's a lot of the mending of the after-battle stuff. So, you see what it takes to get Colossus to have his arm set. Like, it's in a giant, yeah. weird, like, vice thing that has to apply all this tons of pressure to to pop it back. Should just ask anymore. Uh, uh, the, the word you were looking for is hydraulic press. Yeah, there you go. Hydraulic press. Um... So yeah, that happens. Uh, Madison Jeffries, he definitely fucked Shan's prosthetic leg. Yep. <laughs> like that's a thing. Like, cause Shan lost her leg early on uh, when they were fighting Cameron Hodge. Yeah, he, he talks to the prosthetics and. Yeah, well, cause he talks to machines, and she was yeah. all like, "I thought you said it was gonna be sexy." And he's like, "This is sexy." <laughs> he's like, "Have you seen other prosthetics?" <laughs> Literally, all the other machines are jealous <laughs> of this leg. He's like Donatello. He does machines. He does machines, yeah. He definitely fucked that leg. <laughs> you can say that's a stanky leg. <laughs> <laughs> and he did the stanky leg. Um, at one point, Hellion gets... They're, they're, uh, of course, they're in the, the medical bay when this, all this is happening, and they, they go over to... Um, Hope is talking to Magneto. He's trying to, like, coach her through, like the trauma of everything and hellion is like getting kind of shitty but to be fair because it's like he lost his fucking hands and he's like anyone got a fucking bidet around here because apparently i can't wipe my ass anymore is like what the subtext is there and then back yeah. just like hey fuck off well because <laughs> yeah he says that like something about hope how like she says that everybody here is like either expecting something of me uh-huh. or they're afraid of me yeah and He's, uh, Hellion's basically like, oh, really? <laughs> like, who would expect shit out of you? <laughs> like, Magneto's like, hey, fuck off, dude. Yeah. You but... don't even have hands. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I don't have hands. Dick. <laughs> he's like, okay, and he goes away. Um, anyway, we, uh, after that, the next chapter is Cable's funeral, which is weird because, like, this is the problem of having so many different writers writing because a character like, Cyclops, who we like to like, we we feel we know what his personality is. We know who he is, but then you have so many guys writing him in and out of tones that do and don't make sense. But then, like within the same time frame, where it's like, okay, this guy is like must be the most bipolar person in the fucking world because he's completely broken up, uh, like during this funeral 
but then he seems so cold and like doesn't give a fuck in like literally the next chapter or you know the one prior like it's all over the place with what you know his actual temperament should be yeah i feel like there there's a lot of stuff in second coming where you feel like they don't really get cyclops oh weird thing that happens too um between issues 12 and 13 is that wolverine just inexplicably goes from wearing his x-force uniform to wearing his act like his yellow and uh blue uniform just out of nowhere so that was like a crazy since we're just talking about continuity errors between writers and stuff yeah uh, was it within the same event yeah it, like when they were in the same moment okay so oh, yeah, at the end weird. uh like it, it happens uh maybe it's like a mood one. ring costume that like <laughs> he's like oh i want to kill people and it turns gray <laughs> and black and then he's like i'm sad now <laughs> oh no not not i'm sorry not 12 and 13 13 and 14 because at the end of 13 he was wearing his x-force stuff um, and then at the end, uh, at the beginning of 14, he's suddenly not in the X-Force stuff, but they're right there. They just beat Bastion, and that's when Hope collapses and goes to sleep next to Cable's disembodied arm. Because, you know, aw. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> to clutch just an arm. Uh, like a teddy bear, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> like, because that's even, like, even the, uh, the narration was like, at the end of the day, she's just a little girl missing her daddy. <laughs> but, like, that's his arm, man. Come on. So, uh, it, but anyway, Cable's funeral, Scott tries to do the eulogy, but he's too broken up. Uh, and then Hope actually gives, like, a eulogy. And then it moves from the funeral to, and, like, this is, like, a, that weird jump. Now Scott's walking up to Rogue, and he's all like, you're in trouble, young lady. You did a thing that, like, ultimately was the right thing, but, like, I told you not to do it, so you're off the team. But not really, because we need you to keep hope okay. <laughs> yeah. But, like... You're on probation. You're on the bench. Is <laughs> basically what he does. His benches are... And then, like, there was the same thing with Storm, where she's, like... Yeah, she's just sort of a dick. Yeah, To, like, Wolverine and <laughs> Scott... And, like, I actually like Wolverine's response to it, because yeah. he, like, he's not bending at all on it. He's like, N- look, people need to die sometimes. We did what we have to do. Like, and she's like, oh, you don't feel bad about all this happening? He's like, if I could, I would go back and kill more people. Because, yeah, because then maybe less people would have died. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a really good point. She's like, you learned your lesson after all of our, a bunch of our friends died? And he's like, yeah, I kill more people so more of my friends don't die. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that made more sense to me. Because if, if you read uh, the entire X-Force run that leads up to Second Coming, it's all about them trying to stop what Bastion's plan is. And if they, did, if they did any less, they probably would have totally been fucked. And if they did any more, they probably would have saved lives. They, were, they did just enough to survive. Yeah. And so for anyone to be shitty at Scott or Wolverine or any of them yeah, is like really they disingenuous. Were, they were doing the like the hard thing and the thing that like is actually saving them yeah and she's sitting on her fucking high cloud like oh i don't kill people it's like the equivalent would be if someone went up to the president and like the secretary of defense 
after yeah, like, you know after World War Two or something like like after like nine eleven we were attacked and, like, and they responded and they were like how do you justify having killed people you piece of shit and they're like well yeah like if I could go back in time I'd kill more. Osama bin Laden yeah. before right <laughs> and it's like and that's what Utopia was at this point they're their own nation. And they're trying to be treated like a nation, and they're trying to act like a nation and survive. Yeah, and a nations species. kill people. Yeah, uh, like I don't know. The rules change. They're not just superheroes anymore at that point. But they, you know, expectations get thrown on them as they should be. Yeah. And you put Wolverine on your team. You knew what he was about twenty years ago. Yeah. And I actually, I really respected Wolverine at this point. I liked him as a character. And it's when we get up to Schism where it's like. He does a complete 180. I'm like, what the fuck are they even doing with him now? He turns into a hypocrite. Yeah. Like, bad. Like, he immediately blames Scott for X-Force. And by that point, because right after this, so Scott is like, like, she, uh, Rogue, not Rogue, sorry, uh, Storm does that whole, hey, you're, you guys are assholes because you kill people. Um, and then Scott's like, hey, we did what we had to do, but now that it's done, X-Force is done. And Wolverine's like, oh, I wasn't expecting you to say that. And he's like, well, it's what it is, and I mean, if they come at us, I'll take responsibility, I'll go to jail, but X-Force is done. And he's like, okay. And then Wolverine's like, okay, X-Force isn't done, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we just now know Except for you, Lorna. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or Laura, Laura, yeah. Not Lorna. Uh, he's like, you're off the team. Because <laughs> he kept on being like, like, you need to stop listening to what everybody tells you to do and do what you want to do. And she's like, I want to be on X-Force. He's like, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you need to do what I say and not do what I say, damn it. Yeah. It sounds like he's kicking her off, like, the baseball team or something. <laughs> You're off the team. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of... It, he has that moment with her and... Yeah, she's like, what did Scott I do? Scott has that moment with like, Rogue. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it turns... Because he's like, I want you to get uh, away from this before you can kill too many people. And it's like, it turns out it's kind of a thing. She was just late for practice. Yeah. Off the team. (laughs) You need to learn who you want to kill. (laughs) And then you can kill those people, but you don't kill who we say to kill. And she's like, but I want to kill those people. And he's like, well, you can't. (laughs) But do what you want to do. I picked him first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But uh, Do what you want to do unless what you want to do lines up with what we want you to do. Yeah, and later in um, in Schism, though, Wolverine does a complete 180, and he's like, I killed you, told me to kill you, best. Yeah. Like, like, I and he also told you to stop killing, and you were yeah, like, exactly. nah, I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> exactly, like, this is the moment where it's like, all right, man, you made that choice, and that later... Yeah, you're also proud of it. You said you wanted to kill more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, like the, I like the idea of uh, Wolverine saying, like, you made me kill, and then, like... Cyclops just grabs a comic book and he was like, "What the fuck's with this shit?" He goes back to <laughs> the, his quote: "No one tells me what to do. <laughs> like, I go where I want to go. I'm the best there is at what I do, and what I do is listen to Cyclops." <laughs> <laughs> and man, fuck that guy. <laughs> All right. Uh, so then, uh, Scott's writing to Kurt's uh, sister. He's, Slash he's writing, girlfriend. Yeah, he's writing a, a letter of condolence, and Bobby walks in. And he's like, "What you doing?" <laughs> Sorry about your boyfriend, brother. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "What you doing?" And he's like, "I'm writing a letter to uh, Scott's yeah. sister." And he's this like, "This exchange thought, was the best one of the book." He's like, "I thought it was his girlfriend." And he's like, uh, "It was complicated." And he's like, "You think the Avengers have this many issues?" He's like, probably not. You think they're hiring? Probably not. <laughs> like, we're just fucking. Like, and it's great because in the panel too. 
when he's like, it wasn't his girlfriend, and Scott's like, it's complicated. He's kind of got his like his hand to his eyes, like oh, this fucking shit again. I know, like, which is like deadly, <laughs> <laughs> right? He's just he's just so overwhelmed. For people like, who can't gosh. see Devin, he pushed up his glasses and wiped his eyes. Yeah, blast <laughs> his own finger off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure his eyes were closed, but uh, and then uh, proceeding that like Namor, he's uh, packing stuff up because Beast is about to leave. And Beast asks him, like, so why are you here? And he's like, why aren't you? And he's like, well, I'm leaving because moral high ground. And he's like, you're leaving because you're a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> I do like that. He's like, there's no room for pacifists on this team. It's like, fuck off, piece of shit. <laughs> but, although, like, that was, like, kind of one. Like, in Namor, if you made that point 95% of the time, I'd probably be on his side. Yeah. But it was, he, he's like... We have no room for pacifists. Like, this team doesn't need pacifists. Uh, he's like, what is one even doing here? And he's like, he's the science guy. He yeah. does the science. Yeah. Like, that's why he's here, not for his beast hands. I mean, those could help, to be honest. The, yeah, they the, could. The, but, but he has value outside yeah. of fighting. He's the one person that you could, like, be like, hey, I guess it's fine. He's a pacifist. But they got Nemesis and Madison Jeffrey, yeah. so, you know, it's fine. And Beast yeah. is a douche. But it's not like he was kicking him out. Beast was leaving and maybe yeah. was talking well, shit. Yeah, like, yeah. What kind of person abandons their own kind? Don't get me wrong. I'm not defending Beast. Beast is still that's a bitch. You, that's what you sound like. You're You're no, I'm, you take that back. <laughs> you Beast apologist. <laughs> I'm not defending Beast. I'm attacking Namor. <laughs> and then because I guess Claremont wanted in on this <laughs> but didn't get a credit. Claremont wants in on everything. <laughs> um Angel comes up to Iceman and Namor's like, hey guys, want to play basketball? And then Namor is just like, <laughs> I love fuck that. basketball. And he no, throws he, the ball he does. through the backboard. I think I, you and I read that it. wrong. He doesn't say it. But like, no, he, I don't think it was fuck basketball. I think he was like, I'm down to play basketball. And he has no idea how to play basketball. <laughs> so he fucking was like, John, like he was like, make it rain, and he fucking threw the ball through the through <laughs> the backboard. No, how how I read it was more like he entertained them just to get over there. He was like, okay, yeah, I'll play. Fuck you, <laughs> I think, and just threw it through the thing. I, I've got to tell you, I think you read that wrong because I think he just was like, like you think Namor is really like, yeah, guys, I'd love to play a game of basketball. I think he was just like delightful. Fucking a bunch of like, people died, and he was like Kobe and fucking <laughs> shot it straight. <laughs> I think that makes more sense, Devin, because when I read it, I did think what you th- thought, Tony, that he was actually playing, but I, think I was it's like, better doesn't go with his character. Yeah, it's not as, especially with what he was just saying moments before, like, he's not, like, a team player because he loves the team so much, it's yeah, like, but I, well, I'm one of you, so I gotta be here. But also, we've been saying this whole time how bad uh, they were during writing Second Coming, how bad they were of, like, actually writing the characters how they are. Yeah, they kind of, yeah. So, I'm saying... I think he was just trying to get on some basketball. It's an aggressive he, throw is my point. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you look at it, he looks like he's pitching, like, a baseball. Yeah, because I was like, how was he even going to accidentally do that? Exactly. Because it's going straight through the backboard. Yeah. But he beamed that thing, right? Yeah. There was no way that was going. You're saying he doesn't know, like, where to shoot the ball? Like, he doesn't know he has to arc it? No, I think he he thinks the point is just to... I think he thinks that Namor's stupid. <laughs> so attacking Namor again. Fuck yeah. Namor. He doesn't think Namor knows he has to arc the ball. He's a fish man. He doesn't know how air does it. Yeah, who flies? He yeah, he knows how air works. Also has memory issues. <laughs> issues. <laughs> issues. Alright, all right, so the end of uh, issue 14, basically, though. Issues. Is uh, there's a bunch of mutants around a bonfire and hopes there. 
and Scott and Emma's there. Who put the mutants on the bonfire? <laughs> no, why were they around the bonfire? Well, is that how they get rid of the dead? I don't know. They just, there just is a bonfire, and they're all around it. They're all on it, is what you said. Yeah. No, sorry. Around the bonfire. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, and Scott leaves, and Emma's looking, and there's this weird, I don't know why it was drawn this way, but, like, there's this flicker of the phoenix in the fire, and that was cool. But then there's, like, a panel that's, like, Jean with the phoenix coming out of her hand. It's really small, and it's like, why is that even there? just creepy and weird and like hopes giving emma a weird creepy look and then emma's freaking out because like oh no the phoenix but like it's weird that they're they're picking this back up in issue 14 when they just did it in 13 it's like why are they like doubling down on the phoenix thing but then making it look like it's the first time they're seeing it and so emma's like oh shit scott and runs to go tell him meanwhile scott's like at like a, a projection of cerebro and the globe and he's seeing the first lights of new mutants yep. coming up. So yeah, that was and that's dope. where it's at. Where, where it ends, sorry. Where it's end. <laughs> <laughs> that's where it ends. Yeah, uh, I thought that that was great seeing the um, exactly how the mutants. Uh, that's probably the best part of Second Coming is seeing the last page. Is <laughs> the best part of Second Coming, but seeing all the mutants like start to repopulate and they're like, oh shit, like it worked. Yeah, yeah. like I don't know what she really did. But. It was for a reason. But then they find out, like, it, it gets into those are the only ones, and there aren't any after that. And that because their mutations are manifesting later in their lives, it's all happening all fucked up. And so Hope actually has to get to each one of them and, like, touch them. And it's like this whole, like, actual messiah complex where, yeah, I know, uh, where He said they, the thing. I did say the thing. <laughs> but she touches them, and it heals them, and it fixes their mutation. And then they become immediately attached to her. And they become, like, her disciples. And then there is a Judas one. And it le- like, her, it becomes a hope in the five lights is what it, they're referred to as. Just so they can never be seen again. Ironically, the lights, but <laughs> they, they get shut off. They, they stop mattering. One of them actually was in Age of X-Men, uh, Transonic, the blue chick, who's in the... Uh, Transonic in- sounds like... Uh- a new type of dubstep. <laughs> right? <laughs> she's she's one of the ones who's in uh, Maggot's house. Uh, his culty fuckhouse? Yeah. <laughs> culty fuckhouse. You know that's what's happening. <laughs> that's Kevin Spacey's house? I <laughs> guess. <laughs> um, but she's she's the blue one who looks sort of like Rob a, Lowe's house. <laughs> she's, she's the one who looks like uh, Mystique, but not really. Like a Kmart Mystique. She's like the GoBots of Mystique. Yeah, she's the GoBot Mystique. She looks Atlantean or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, because she has red hair, too, though. She's like red hair, blue skin. But, she got like, but she's got like weird fin things on her head. Yeah, I think a lot of... And uh, she's like, she's kind of like North Star. Are you describing Yondu? Yeah, she could look like she's related to Yondu. <laughs> yeah. She, uh... Anyway, anyway she, she was in a thing recently. She's one of the lights. But the, the lights stopped mattering a while ago. Um, one of them was also in Uncanny. He's the one who has super speed, but in reality, like, he just slows time down for everything else, but his time stays the same. So he gets older as he uses his powers. He's the one who dies in the sewers. Not the plot to watch, or, uh, clock stoppers. I have no idea. I didn't see clocks. <laughs> I think I'm the only one who saw clock stop. It's a bad movie. Wasn't there a movie or a show 
about time travel, and the guy's name was like Justin, and it was called Justin Time? Probably. That sounds horrible. I never saw it. I just know that that yeah. was a, like I said, I'm pretty sure I saw like a cover Justin's of a thing. Justin's can't time travel. Uh, Sorry, man. <laughs> my neighbor used to call me that. Justin Time. Yeah, whenever I'd show up. God, that's so terrible. That does sound kind of awful. It's like dad jokes. Same man. dad joke every day. Uh, yeah, that, that's the second coming, man. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of weird tone shifts, too, between this and then uh, uh, X-Men versus, well, Avengers versus X-Men. Yeah. It sounds the, weird to say X-Men versus Avengers. Well, yeah, well, because we're, we're, I mean, we're bridging that schism, though, right? Yeah, we're going to do schism. Yes. I mean, that has some weird tone shifts, too, but... It, like well, I said, between the, the prequel, of, uh, we will. Brain. I am not reading those uh, prelude uh, prelude books. Not again. Not? not again. I'll read the prelude books. Yeah, I'll, you, I'll, I'll you treat do, the prelude books the, the way pre- I treated the uh, the Revelation books. Yeah. For this. Um, but yeah, uh, that that's been this issue of Mex Men. Uh, I'm Tony. I'm Justin. I'm Devin. Later.